0: Welcome, my fellow ghouls, to The Night Shift, a horror review show celebrating and critiquing terrors both old and new, while featuring the opinions of me, your host, and horror cheerleader Kyle Stook, along with my pool of guests, a blend of gorehounds, snobs, newcomers, and scaredy cats alike. Tonight, I am joined by my spooky buddy, Abby Smith. <gasps> Abby, how are you?
1: Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you, Kyle?
0: Abby, I'm doing all right. You know, it's, I don't want to sound whiny, but it's hard to watch five movies in this day and age. Um, And so, and a varying quality. But at the end of the day, man, I love scary movies. I love horror. I love spookiness and I love hanging out with you. And so I'm just pumped to be here.
1: Yeah. I agree with everything that you just said. uh... (gasps) I feel
0: so affirmed. (laughs)
1: i affirm you um it's it's hard to watch five movies over a short period of time and i love the excuse to watch so many horror movies it's hard to get people to watch five horror movies with you over a short period of time too that's a it's a big Mm. ask for some people (laughs)
0: Yeah, I didn't even know that but, was an option. I watched them all by myself. Oh, now I'm I feel sorry. sad. I made people
1: watch them with me.
0: <laughs> so you had a you had a buddy for each film.
1: Um. Yeah, I didn't act. I didn't watch any of them by myself. Wow.
0: Wow, I have never felt wow. more lonely in my whole life. Oh, I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> Soon. I didn't know that I could. Get I will someone watch to do movies with, with you. <laughs>
0: um. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's a little more difficult with the with the pandemic. Obviously, it's getting less bad and, you know, kind of have a friend group. but yeah, just schedules and busyness and taste too. I have a lot most of my friends do not like the spookiness um and not even just don't like it, but like generally get freaked out and disturbed. And there's a lot of a lot of these films I'm glad that I didn't force certain people to watch because they would have been disturbed. but um, I'm glad you had some some spooky buddies. Um, oh,
1: thank you. Thank you. I did feel particularly guilty after after one of them for asking <laughs> somebody to watch that with me, but
0: <laughs> Did did uh did did you have people enjoy any of these films a lot like or was were all of them there like, "Ugh, I regret that you made me do that?"
1: <laughs> uh Yeah, actually one in particular um was very the person that I watched it with really enjoyed Um, okay well i expect a handwritten letter saying thank you yeah wait from who
0: uh from the person since i you know kind of helped facilitate (laughs) that you know
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay well i will absolutely let them know the expectations yeah
0: thank you i appreciate that Mm -hmm. well as you hear us alluding to people you know we are going to be talking about five films today. We call this the the bag of horror, um, just because we normally do one review, but this is a way for us to cover more films uh, quicker. Uh, you know, we usually dedicate a whole episode to one film, but this way we can talk about five films, uh, maybe that we didn't want to just fully focus on, or uh, just. You know, maybe it's really good, but we don't have a ton to say about it. So we got five films here today that we're going to be talking about. Abby, what are those five films? Tell them us. Tell the us. Five
1: films. Oh. <laughs> the, fi- <laughs> the five You're films You're like, not now. Are- not after that. I'm, Ask nicely. I'm scared. <laughs> um, they are The Rental, Army of the Dead, Jacob's Wife, 1BR, and The Dark in the Wicked.
0: Um, Very that's, nice
1: that's what they're called. I that's <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> no, keep going Abby. tell me more about <laughs> <laughs> whatever thoughts you have. Um, well, before we get to their views, let's set the mood shall we? We'll be right back on the night shift.. <laughs> All right, Abby. We're back. We're gonna be talking some horror. Which film would you uh, would you like to start with?
1: Um, let's start with The Rental.
0: Okie dokie. Yeah. Um, this film is from 2020. It actually came out during uh, the pandemic, and I won't get into the whole story, but um, it was directed by Dave Franco, uh, James Franco's little brother, and he this was his directorial debut. And he was on the podcast Armchair Expert, and he tells a whole story about uh, panicking when this movie came out because they actually released it in drive-in theaters since you know people didn't want to go to the theater. It actually had its release um, in drive-in theaters, and they had some problems right before it came out to where they had to re-edit the film and rush it to its premiere right before it happened, which just sounded like a nightmare to me, but... I'm glad they were able to, to figure it out. But um, it sucks to to have been a filmmaker, work so long on a film, and then you don't get to show it in its normal way. But it seems like it was kind of a fun uh, alt- alternative method. And, of course, people's safety is what matters. So, um, Yeah,
1: I, hadn't, I didn't know any of that background. That's super interesting and scary and fun also, you know?
0: Yeah, and again, Dave Franco, I had no idea, like, I was like, what, what? Dave Franco wanting to make a horror movie. That's kind of weird. Like I did not know that was a desire of his um, and I didn't really picture him as a director, Um, but it's cool that he was able to do it. And I guess this film comes from his anxiety of staying in Airbnbs (laughs) and just wondering like, Hey, like, which again you can get more on that interview on the armchair uh, expert but (laughs) yeah he just talks about like the fear of being in someone else's home and he's like i don't know if they could have cameras i don't know if like they're watching me while i sleep like there's no confirmation besides people's willingness to like obey the law but people don't do that all the time so like who's to say like if this is safe or not and so he took that anxiety and made a whole movie about it so abby tell us we're just gonna jump in what do you think about this film
1: Um, so I thought that this film was really interesting. Um, this film, a lot of, okay, so for me, when I'm going into a horror movie, I'm expecting horror to be a main element of the plot, but this movie really had its whole entire plot line laid out before any horror was really introduced, um... I mean, I guess that's not entirely true, because there was a definite element of horror. But there was one point in the movie where I was like, this is interesting. Like, I would watch this as a movie, just watching this group of friends spend a weekend away at an Airbnb and deal with their personal problems with each other. Um, So it just kind of had a fun drama base to it. Um, And then, of course, shenanigans of (laughs) as you as you alluded to cameras in the airbnb who's watching them what's going on um yeah scary stuff
0: yeah i guess we uh i I forgot to to ask you for the the plot synopsis but you know uh i feel like we've actually kind of well i was gonna say i think we've covered it this one it's pretty simple to where it is what you just said which is friends in an airbnb and Shenanigans (laughs) ensue through (laughs) the aforementioned, you know, existence of cameras and uh, some malevolent, uh, voyeuristic person. So, right. uh, (laughs) And
1: I mean, I guess just to give a little more background to the plot, um, without giving anything too big away, it's all laid out for you within like the first five minutes of the movie. But it's two couples have an opportunity to go to this really nice Airbnb together. um, And the two couples or two brothers and their wife and their girlfriend and things getting messy between all of those boundaries and lines. So,
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, it's, it's a pretty simple setup, but I'm right. I'm right there with you. I, I found the, just the human drama to be the most interesting to where I kind of forgot that I was watching a horror movie, which is a great mm-hmm. compliment because I just was like, ooh, what's going on here? I simultaneously... there Again, I won't spoil, but it features a plot line that I just don't like whenever it's in movies. Um And that's just a personal thing. But whenever this type of plot exists in a film, I just always go, oh, I don't like watching this. <laughs> I don't... It just never is enjoyable to me. And two, it felt a little bit lazy only because I know that this film uh, is is co-written by Joe Swanberg, who uh, is friends with Dave Franco, and he actually made a movie I really like called Drinking Buddies. But halfway through this film, I was like, this is almost exactly like Drinking Buddies. And I was like, I you just... lazy <laughs> piece of shit
1: I just gasped that you said that because... I had that thought halfway through the movie. I was like, this reminds me so much of Drinking Buddies, but I didn't know that they were affiliated in any way. That pisses me off.
0: (laughs) Does it? Okay, yeah. It's like, again, how it's done in the rental is really good, but Mm -hmm. then when you know that it was written by one of the same guys who did a movie that has almost the exact same plot, even the like characters, two characters are in a house, and then two characters go on a hike. And Mm -hmm. then you follow Bo for a little bit. It's just like, that's the exact same thing, bro. Like, if I was Dave Franco, I'd be like, no, dude, you already did that. (laughs) That was already (laughs) Drinking Buddies. Come up with something else. He's like, I got one thing, man. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Um, he does it well,
1: I guess. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Again, I like Drinking Buddies, and I thought it was done well here. But yeah, as soon as I had that thought, it's funny that you had it too. Um, I just was like, this is the exact same thing. (laughs) Moving on, what did you think – Of once it got spooky because honestly that's for me when the film got very bland and mediocre i was like oh you're not quite as good at doing this and this isn't as interesting as what was happening earlier
1: Mm -hmm. i completely agree um they had some really interesting ideas but they never fully fleshed those out and i think that's true for the entire plot but especially when it did get spooky they like they had a good twist for you, like, oh, you thought it was yes. this situation, but it wasn't. It's something else. Um, but that was pretty much the extent of it. They, I was disappointed in the big reveal at the end of who is terrorizing these people. Um, it was very unsatisfying, and it really relied heavily on the... Uh, trope that you see in horror movies where it leaves you like, and this could happen to you. And it's like, that's (laughs) that's what was spooky about it. I don't know. Um, Which makes sense with the context that you gave about Dave Franco's anxiety staying in rentals or Airbnbs. Um, Makes sense that that would be the direction he'd go, but it wasn't very impressive to me. So...
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I know exactly what you're talking about. There's a point in the film when I went, ooh, okay, that's cool. And then immediately after, it just was, like, boring. I was like, oh, okay, never mind. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry for getting excited by your plot. Don't
1: apologize. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) But, yeah, it just gets, like, very amateurish once it gets to the horror. It's just very run-of-the-mill, like, okay, people getting chased by a killer it's just like okay that's kind of boring um back to the pauses though the one thing that I do want to say is that the film looks and sounds really good which uh is not to be overlooked it's like it's hard to get that and so I think Dave Franco's direction's really good um and so I think he has a promising future if he wants to keep making stuff it's like he knows how to shoot scenes and direct people Um, And tell a story, I just think, you know, he needs to work on the writing a little bit or tell Joe Swanberg to uh, work on his writing a little bit. (laughs) Um, But Alison Brie, who's his wife, um, I thought she was really good in this movie. And um, she's always good. But like she has a couple lines in here that were just really funny and were some great moments of levity where I just was like out loud going, man, I love Allison Brie. (laughs) So.
1: Yeah, I thought that the acting all around was great, but Alison Bree was definitely the star. Yeah.
0: Did you recognize um, there's a film that you and I have very differing opinions on, uh, which is a rare thing. But uh, the other main uh, actress was the, the woman from A Girl Who Walks Alone at Night.
1: Oh, my gosh. Um, I didn't realize that. I love that movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. You, I don't like that movie, but I'm glad you like it. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember being like, wait, I recognize those eyes. Like, I recognize mm-hmm. that face. Who is that? And I was like, wait, is that the girl? And then I looked it up and I was like, it is. Happy it to see is. her again because she Has was she the best part in... of that movie for me.
1: Of this movie, The Rental?
0: Sorry. She was no. my favorite part of A Girl Walks uh, Home Alone at Night. It's too long of a title to consistently yeah. say.
1: A G W H <laughs> A A N that took much Abby. longer you heard it here
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um anything else that you want to say about uh the movie before we give our ratings
1: um no nothing else from me you have all my thoughts any Boom, last thoughts from you?
0: uh no i'm yeah i said everything i, I wanted to say i um, said
1: everything i <laughs> need to say <laughs>
0: Sorry, Franco. That's all I got. Um, what would you give this, Abby?
1: I would give this movie a C plus.
0: Very nice. And I, close but different, would give it a C minus. All right. Acceptable. I feel I like we just it. conducted a business I... agreement, <laughs> We're like shaking hands. I want to like, shake agreed. hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. see you at the 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 business expo next year. <laughs> Well, let's move on. What's Perfect. our next film going to be, my friend?
1: Um, let's do Army of the Dead.
0: Oh, heck. It's time. Do you want to give the, the plot summary of what Army of the Dead is about?
1: Yeah. Um, so to keep it very brief, a zombie outbreak happens. All of the zombies are shut into Las Vegas. Like and They built a little wall around, and all the zombies are in there. So no one's really worried about them anymore. Um, but the army is going to bomb Las Vegas. Get rid of those zombies. Um, in the midst of this happening, we have a heist movie. And that is Ooh. what Army of the Dead is. You gotta get that money. Obviously, from the abandoned casinos, you know.
0: No, yeah, I don't understand. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um yes. Uh this is directed by Zack Snyder, who uh is well known for uh his Man of Steel, uh Justice League, Batman vs Superman and then Watchmen. He's done a lot of comic book stuff. And then but what some people who are more into comic books may not know is that he got a lot of praise back in the day for his reboot of George Romero's Dawn of the Dead. And so that was one of it might have been his first movie, I'm not sure, but It was one of his first big movies, uh, and I love Dawn of the Dead. I think it's one of the best zombie movies, and so when they announced that he was going to be doing another zombie movie, I was very excited, and this movie is a lot of fun, but I will be honest, I was let down. I wanted it to be better than what it was, but um, Abby, as we discussed over text, it's just way too long. (laughs) It's just so long. It was (laughs) so
1: long. Oh my goodness.
0: And I think this is, you know, as much as, you know, we suffer from like short attention spans and all that stuff, I don't mind a long movie if it's always doing interesting things. But the problem is, this film for me, the longer it went on, the less interesting it got and the less fun it got. It starts Mm. out so fun, so much energy. And then as it goes on, it gets more and more serious. And I was like, oh, I mean, I didn't really sign up for like emotions you pitched this to me as a zombie heist movie with jokes and slow motion and now you're like oh parenthood and i'm like no go back to the zombie tiger please
1: (laughs) um what do you think it's funny i uh, didn't expect us to have such different opinions on this but oh yay i know so uh, i feel like i do this thing with zombie movies in particular, where I go in with super, super low expectations. I just, I really thought I was Uh, going to hate this movie. Um, And part of that is because of my opinions on superhero movies, and part of it was because of how long it is, and it starts out with the military, and I'm like, these are all things I don't enjoy watching. Um, I had a blast. I thought it was so much fun. And while it was such a long movie, and I don't have that good of an attention span. I had to do it in two sittings. I was never bored. I thought that it was going to get into some, like, Hmm. crazy war scene, army of the dead. Like, I thought there was going to be at least one big battle or something. And that never happened. It was so good. I was so happy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, About the emotion part that you touched on, that actually was one of my big negatives for this movie Um, Mm. I uh, I enjoyed the character building that happened at the beginning of the film so you kind of have an idea of who all the players are going into who are like working together to get this money Um, but I was never emotionally attached to any of them Yeah. and so like whenever people were dying or having conflict I was just kind of like eh okay I don't really care. But Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I'm with you. There like what's cool about this movie is that a lot of the characters who I kinda like wrote off and I was like, eh, you're gonna be boring and I'm not gonna care about you ended up being some of the coolest characters. Mm-hmm. Uh or at least like the best acting. So like there's one character who's a coyote, uh and she smuggles people into um into, like, Las Vegas to, you know, go after money and stuff. And as soon as I saw her, I was like, boo, boring. Like, I just I just was like, I've seen this type of character, but the the actress did such a good job that I was like, every time she was talking, I was like, I don't know what it is, but I will do and listen to whatever you say. Like, <laughs> I just was really into her performance. And again, some of the other cast, too... I thought, okay, I know who this type of archetype is, boring. And then they would, like, through their acting, be really charismatic and fun. Whereas Dave Bautista, who I really like as an actor, and it makes sense that you'd cast him as the leading man, I found to be very boring and kind of, not the worst, because it's not like he's doing a bad job. It's just, like, the least interesting character along with his daughter who I found very frustrating, well acted by the actress. I don't know her names, her name. She doesn't have multiple names. She just has one name. Um, I don't know her name, but her character was very frustrating in her decisions to where I was like, you are getting everyone killed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I could just see the screenwriter going, how are we going to get everyone together? Oh, I have an idea. And it just was like, come on, man, that's... This is just making me not like her. Um, So I don't know. That's how. Did you have any characters you liked in particular, or did you feel similarly, or are we opposite again? No,
1: I feel very similar. Um, Like you said, uh, Dave Bautista. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Thank you for that affirmation. (laughs) You got it. Um, When his character was introduced, I was like, okay, this is interesting. This is an interesting character who is very complex and like has this background that isn't, like, I mean, not that interesting, but has...
0: It's something. You know, yeah. it's
1: something. Um, but just the way he's presented, it's like, okay, there's something really interesting going on here. And then like, they just kind of wrote on that the whole time. There was no actual development after the fact. It was just like, and that's who we have here. He's strong and he's going to kick a bunch of zombie butt. Um, and no, yeah, I don't really have anything else new to say. Just there were the characters that I ended up loving had smaller roles, but were pleasantly surprising.
0: Yeah. And the last thing I'll say is that it's just again, it's hard to critique story sometimes because you're like well that's what they wanted to do and so it's like art is subjective and so it's hard to be like well i didn't like how this plot thing played out because it's like well maybe someone else did but there is a moment in the film where they set up this emotional thing and you're like oh okay this is gonna be a thing and they're like no it's not and they just immediately like nix it and i was like um so what was the last five minutes for like, what the heck? Like it just was not satisfying there. And that's kind of the note that I had a lot in my, in my notes. Uh, it was just like the way certain plot points played out was not satisfying. And the other thing that I think, uh, annoyed me throughout the film was the shallow depth of field. The camera, Hmm. uh, constantly is shifting focus and you can't see a lot of the background so there's usually only one thing in focus and sometimes it was cool and then other times the whole screen was just blurry for long moments of time and i was like why are you doing this
1: yeah um i guess some other thoughts i have are at points i actually kind of forgot this was a zombie movie um the Hmm. the zombies Well, they did end up playing a role in the end of like, obviously, oh no, the zombies are going to eat us. Um, (laughs) It was not the main, that wasn't the main problem they were dealing with. There was something bigger happening and it was like, the zombies weren't part of the plot. They were just an obstacle and it worked, but I didn't love that. It just made it feel kind of like an afterthought of like, oh wait. We need to use the zombies. I forgot about those. I don't know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um also this movie was just so well made. It was beautiful. That being said, there were moments where that I don't know, for example, um, you would have like a zombie scream or something, and it just the sound coming out of the zombie mouth would not match the yes. <laughs> It was so funny. It made me laugh so many times and it made me think maybe they're doing this on purpose. And like you mentioned the zombie tiger, I was like what is happening right now? <laughs> Who made this? But yeah. um it was it was silly and fun. I don't know.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, I, again, I have lots of critical things. Like, I think the story's pretty dumb, and there's lots of things that I could like nitpick as like not making sense or like why they do this when they could just do that. I definitely feel that way. And again, the the film ended on a note that I just was like, wow, that's. I feel like this is supposed to be cool, but I already have another problem that you're not addressing, and so I just was annoyed. <laughs> but. um The film is very well made and has one of the best openings um, that I've seen in a long time. That's just so fun, plays into um, the Las Vegas theme and tells a story to... Uh, and is funny while being gross. And again, that's another great thing. The gore in this movie is awesome. There's oh, one yeah. moment in particular where someone gets it that I just audibly was like, oh, oh, oh yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. I really did it for I me. I know what you're yeah. talking about in Me Too. I was sitting, I finished this movie by myself and I was sitting alone in the dark. And I was like, whoa. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um one thing i want to ask if you noticed abby no mm-hmm. i'm gonna say this thing and you're gonna think it's a spoiler but it's not so don't <laughs> worry listener this is not a spoiler but abby did you notice the robot zombies in this movie
1: what no okay no tell me so... about this <laughs> like they were at, they were supposed to be robot zombies
0: Yes, so while I was watching this movie, there was a couple times when I saw the zombies, and they had glowing blue eyes. Oh, I did. There's even one shot. Yeah, but then there's one shot in particular where one's face gets shot, and it reveals a robot skeleton. And I went, "Oh, that's cool." Okay, and then it did not go anywhere. And so I googled. I went zombie robots in army of the dead question mark turns out yes other people were like me and were like why are there zombies or zombie robots in this film and it turns out that Zack snyder's like yeah i put them in there to explain in a in a prequel animated movie that will come out sometime oh. okay. <laughs> And okay i was like um okay okay but there's just like I I say that story because there was a lot of things with the zombies like the noise that you talked about that I found strange and Mm -hmm. unexplained like how some zombies were super strong and others knew like martial arts Uh And then made weird noises and some could be alphas, which they explained, but then also didn't seem like it actually matched up later. I just, so I found it annoying.
1: (laughs) I completely agree. And that's addressed very early by the um, coyote character that you mentioned. Uh, She explains that there are two types of zombies and there are these super badass zombies that you need to be worried about. And those are the ones that we dealt with for the majority of the film. And I really thought that that was going to be fleshed out later, and it wasn't. And I was like, okay, so now we just kind of accept that we have this weird society of zombies that are not even really zombies. They're just kind of like orcs from Lord of the Rings. I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm just confused. <laughs> and some of their eyes glow, but that's because they're robots, I guess.
0: Which it's like, I'm all for like, not every single thing being answered in a film but again it just seems crazy to me to put robot zombies in your movie and then like not have it be a thing until something later that's not even like necessarily connected I don't know and I just
1: there were two and a half hours weird. to explain this and it didn't yeah, happen like, as well
0: just have it be longer
1: <laughs> you had time
0: <laughs> yeah bro I know that you're not trying to cut down on that that runtime, so <laughs> um <laughs> But again, it sounds like I'm being very negative and I, again, I'm a I'm more of a story person, so I I do stand by what I'm saying. But to Abby's point, this is a super fun movie for the most part and it's on Netflix um and I it was very enjoyable. Like I felt joy for the most part of the film. Mm-hmm. So, um as much as I'm being hard on it, I would recommend it. With that said, Abby, you have any last thoughts before we give our rating?
1: I haven't um I think that's it for me.
0: Alright, well, what'd you give this bad boy?
1: I gave Army of the Dead an A minus.
0: Oh. Ho, 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 ho. Ooh. Nice. Oh.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay, what'd you give it?
0: <laughs> no, I was just excited. It's always fun when we get an A. Um, I know. Yeah. Which...
1: I I was a little bit torn about it because um it's not like this is my favorite movie I've ever seen, but I think that they went out to do something with this movie and they nailed it they did it and did it really well so yeah
0: yeah well again i'm i'm gonna give this a c plus which seems super mean Uh, uh but again it's weird because wow i i a lot of stuff about the story pissed me off a lot of the inconsistencies because i feel like they're problems that can easily be fixed but um, so it's weird to, I understand to have that kind of lower rating while still very much giving the film like a thumbs up, like, again, go watch it. It's kind of lone, but it is, I think if you're into zombies or action or humor, I think this is going to be a fun watch for people. It's just, for me, I kind of, it's a film that I really enjoyed in the present. And then when I thought about it, it kind of annoyed me if that makes sense. Um, but, uh, what are we going to be talking about next? My spooky buddy.
1: Alright, um the next one on my list is Jacob's wife.
0: Oh heck son, let's do oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> what's <laughs> what's the plot of this bad boy?
1: Alright, Jacob's wife is about a husband and wife, Jacob, and his wife, if you will. What the fuck um, <laughs> I know. Mean, no, it's I mean, it, it is actually uh primarily about Anna. Anna, is her name correct? Do I do
0: you know? not
1: know. Okay, I think her name's Anna. Maybe Anne. I think it's Anna. We're naming her now. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, Barbara Crampton. Yes. And if that tells you anything about what this film is going to be like. Jacob is a pastor at a church. And the feeling of this movie from the get-go is they are living in a society that makes it sound like it's not a real society. This is a very realistic situation. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm doing terrible.
0: <laughs> you got this. I believe in you. You're strong. You're powerful. You're a queen. Keep going. Thank you. you um,
1: it. so the theme of Jacob, the pastor's sermons recently has been about essentially men taking care of their wives and looking out for them, um, without, explicitly saying that women need to be submissive to their husbands, but that is the definite feel of the movie of we're dealing with a pastor's wife who is struggling with the fact that her husband is telling all of the women to be submissive. And she's like, I'm not into that. I'm a strong woman. I should be able to do what I want to do. And then, um, it's a vampire movie. She turns into a vampire.
0: Oh, heck, son. Jacob's, Jacob's yeah. wife turned
1: into a vampire. Yeah, I thought this film was super fun. It was campy and gory and funny and made me laugh a lot. I was pleasantly surprised by the relationship dynamic between Jacob and Anne and the character growth that happened and seeing them learn to work together through the film.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, Barbara Crampton is a horror icon. Um, horror icon. Uh I just don't want to, I don't want to be misunderstood here. I sometimes struggle with the pronunciation of the word horror. So um <laughs> but yeah, she's an icon, uh, famous Scream Queen, been in so many movies, and there's a reason for that. Like she's just awesome. She is such a good uh actor and just very personable and just does things that make you go, I like this person. I buy what they're saying. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, this movie has a, um, if you've ever read or watched um, Stephen King's uh, Salem's Lot, this movie feels like that. You have a small town that's got a vampire problem. Um, and it, It has the campy vampire stuff where it's like, you know what, vampires, they come over from Europe, they live in coffins. Sometimes they turn into mice. They wear capes and it's they're kind of sexy. Uh, Not in like how they look, but like in what they want. Um, And so, yeah, like <laughs> I love the contrast, which is why, you know, Salem's Lot, you know, I feel like was so appealing to people. is because it's like, oh, let's take like a very American vibe in the case of Salem's Lot, you know, more New England here, more Southern. But it's like, let's take kind of this like Americana type of thing and add vampires to it while also telling an emotional story was super fun. I loved, like you said, just the the commentary and the story of these people who've been married for a while. They love each other. It's obvious, but, you know, they kind of have this old fashioned way, this old fashioned marriage and, you know, she's kind of a little bit more quiet and has and gets talked over by her husband. And he kind of has these, Certain views that are you know in conflict with her wanting to live her life and how she was earlier so anyway um yeah I, I thought this movie was a lot of fun
1: yeah I agree it was very clever something that I also thought was super clever about the film was the time setting um like it was modern it happened like today um but everything about the way that this couple was living their lives, I wasn't sure. When it was taking place, like they drive this old car, they have a cord phone on their wall. They, um, I don't know. She's doing these '80s workout videos in yeah, their little is. sunroom, and I'm like, "What year is it?" And then, when I decided that this film must have been taking place in the 1980s, the very next scene, the pastor runs into some kids skating in the parking lot, and one of them's like, it's not the 1980s, blah, blah. And I'm like, wait, when is it?
0: (laughs) I thought you were (laughs) going to say, like, they were skateboarding, Um, so that obviously shows that, you know, it was this year. (laughs) So
1: obviously. (laughs) No, um, it was just, I thought it was really funny that I don't, I don't know if the filmmakers tried to do that, like, get you believing that it was a certain time, and then being like, haha, gotcha, but it just the movie had me being surprised pleasantly in like funny ways the whole way through and yeah yeah i thought it was really fun
0: yeah it it it's it has some some funny dialogue some funny kind of dark humor um and i really liked the vampire design um towards the end like I don't like it as much because, you know, it's a little bit different. Um, I won't get into the spoilers based on, like, the type of vampire or whatever. But there's some times where I was like, eh, we should probably show less of this person. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because the more we linger on them, the more cheap it kind of looks to me. Um, yes. But earlier versions, they're, they're especially one actress, I don't know her name, but there's one actress who uh plays a vampire who is so creepy just the design mm. they make the teeth look more like rat teeth which again plays mm-hmm. into kind of the the older um you know more uh just classic dracula uh where he has some more abilities and, and stuff less sexy and i thought that was really cool and so it's like her design looked really unnerving and then too but she's also saying these really crass terrible things and again it was that perfectly encompasses the film to where it's kind of crass, kind of funny, kind of gross, but also clever. Um and uh yeah, I I I liked and to your point about the setting, I liked the setting. I think it was a little bit of a minus for me just in not the like not being able to tell what, you know, century, <laughs> no, what time it was, but um <laughs> I wish the town would have had a little more um, development because you yes. didn't really get a sense of space to me. It's kind of like you see the house, you see the street, and then sometimes you see this other location. And then at one point they go into town and I never really knew like where they were and what the town looked like. And I just think if they would have added a little bit more there, maybe had more town's characters too it could have felt a little Mm -hmm. bit more fun uh it felt a little low budget and it's not that it's bad that it's low budget but sometimes when you don't show a lot of characters and you don't show a lot of locations it kind of goes oh they don't have money and then your brain is thinking about that as opposed to focusing on the story so props to them for getting it made Um, but that's how i felt
1: Absolutely. Um, and I have, I have no idea what the budget for this film was, but in the opening scene, you're getting like shots of the inside of the church, like the sanctuary, the fellowship hall, whatever. And like, it with like hit something for me where like, oh, I've been there. I know mm. what that room feels like. I know like it, it has the white noise that you would hear in that room. Um, which I thought was really well done, but also I assumed that it was low budget at that moment. I'm like, okay, this is what they're really playing into. Mm. So this is the kind of film it's going to be. And I was totally fine with that. But then as the movie progressed, I was I didn't really think that again. And also with the cast that they had, I was like, okay, well, I don't really think this was actually as low budget as I initially thought it was. Um, mm. Which... Is neither a positive nor a negative. Just interesting interesting choices they made, I guess.
0: You know, you bring up the cast again. I also want to, you know, give props to Larry Fezden or I think Fezden. I don't know how you say his name, but he's another big um, horror icon. He's been in a lot of films and uh, he too is really good as, uh, as Jacob, as uh, Barbara Crampton's mm-hmm. husband. He's uh, very funny and... Um, just like in the ways that he's like kind of petty and like gets scared or angry, but also too, what I liked is that it's not a one-sided film because those are really annoying to watch where one character is the empowered character who's just completely right and good. And then you have another character who's just annoying. It was nice watching a film where, you know, it is frustrating. You There's a lot of things where you're like, Oh, Jacob, come on, bro. But then, too, he also shines in other places, whereas Mm -hmm. maybe other characters would be like, that's not real, or I don't believe in that, or I'm not going to help you. Jacob's like, listen, I know how to deal with vampires. (laughs) (laughs) And I found that refreshing because so often in movies, like, you have to wait a while for characters to get on board with Supernatural. And I like how quickly he just was like, let's do it, baby.
1: (laughs) I know. Honestly, I thought he was going to die right away because he sucked in the beginning. Suddenly, his wife's a vampire. I was like, okay, he's gonna be gone. But then, no, he grew and he shined and he helped kicks in vampire. But yeah, he did. Um, also, just on another note on the cast, the um, I was looking at the little IMDb thing for it, it and girl. the person who played the I think that the name of this character was the master, but it was just like the big bad vampire. Mm-hmm. was the same person that played the nun in the conjuring movies oh, um and so okay. it was just like that was just an interesting get for them too it was like oh look at that all around great cast they knew what they were doing
0: i never saw the nun but i will trust that that was a positive get uh, you know i haven't know.
1: seen i haven't seen the nun either but uh i've seen the other conjuring movies and she's creepy
0: that's true i did see the conjuring too so uh, i think that's where she appeared first maybe i think so
1: yeah okay but anyway
0: yeah yeah and you know those other supporting all the other supporting cast do a good job too there was no one that i was like "Ugh, you're you suck get out of here like you're you're like local casting and someone who's never acted before like There's a sheriff, there's a deputy, there's like a brother character, there's some neighbors. I thought everyone did a good job. Like, again, if you're not thinking about it, um, that's good. Because if you're going, oh, this person sucks, (laughs) then you're not focused on the story. So the fact that like everyone showed up and did their job is a good testament to the film. Um, The only quick negatives that I want to mention besides just sometimes the film feeling a bit cheap is... Sometimes the dialogue's a little cheesy slash on the nose. There was a couple of sentences that uh, Barbara Crampton's character says where I was like, you're just telling us what the movie is about slash you're just telling us like what your character like is feeling, which again, people talk about how they're feeling, but it felt more like a writer telling you what she feels and it didn't feel natural. Uh, again, there's only a couple times, but. Sometimes it was a little distracting. And the only other thing is the tone is a bit confusing. There were some times Mm. where I was like, is this supposed to be funny or is this a serious moment? And I think that's not bad. But for me, it was bad because it confused me to where sometimes I didn't know how I was supposed to feel during a scene where like we'd be a couple scenes in the future and i'd be still thinking about that other scene going wait was that funny <laughs> was that supposed to be funny so. no
1: it's really interesting you bring that up um there were a couple scenes that were like i assume they were supposed to be romantic um there mm. were like a couple sexy moments but it it didn't feel romantic it was just like okay we're watched like literally we're just seeing this thing happen and i don't feel any way about it and the music doesn't match what's happening the tone of the situation doesn't match (laughs) what's happening and these people are just doing this thing. And I understand how that could happen, but I, I don't know what it's doing for the plot. Um, so that was a little confusing too. What'd you give it?
0: I gave this a B minus. Um, again, like I want to just tell our listeners, don't compare the ratings because it would be (laughs) tempting to look at, Mm -hmm. uh, army of the dead and be like what that movie has so much more money like it's so much you know like a bigger cast like looks better and it's like yes all those things are true i take each film though on a case-by-case basis and so for (laughs) what this film is it gets a b-minus i had a good time uh and for me it had a a a better story um for what it was going after so yeah b-minus what'd you give it
1: Absolutely. I'm not gonna contest that. I gave it a B plus. Um Ooh. and yeah, I just wanna affirm that. Yeah, this film went out to do something and knew it knew what it was and it did the thing. And it did a good job. And that doesn't mean that it is objectively better or worse than any of the other movies we're going to rate. And uh it's all art. We're all gonna have different opinions. That's okay.
0: I don't know. It's objectively better than some of the films here. No.
1: Okay. Um. I, yeah, we're not done with our list yet. <laughs> objectively better uh, than one of the films? I don't know.
0: I mean, I would say so, but that's just because I was angry. Um. What would you like to talk about next, my friend?
1: All right. Next up. Um. Also, I just want to note that this is not in any particular order. This is. Literally, the order that I wrote them down, that I was able to think of them. Um, so the next one is one br.
0: One br, which I'm I'm sorry, I might that's one bedroom, right? Is that what that means?
1: Um, I'm not like one I'm bedroom totally apartment. Sure. I okay, think so.
0: Because I just feel like um, that's a dumb title. It's like it's not a sexy title to sell your movie. Like if oh, I'm at right, the theater, right. it is one bedroom.
1: Yeah, I just looked it up, and it's one bedroom. I wasn't sure if it was... Well, that didn't actually cross my mind. I was like, well, that's not her apartment number. I'm like, well, maybe it's, like, one... (laughs) One basement, like, the basement, and then, like, room one. I don't know. But, yes, it's an abbreviation used for, like, apartment listings. 1BR.
0: Okay. Yeah, I just think it's a dumb title. It's like, if I'm at the movie theater, and you see two tiles and one title is Army of the Dead, or 1BR... I'm like, I'm going with the title that tells me a little bit about yeah. the movie. And one of those is not tells you something. I don't know. I don't know. Sorry to be poopy right away. I just was like, <laughs> like just typing <laughs> it into the How do you really Netflix. feel so about I was this like, movie, one Kyle One BR? Yeah. <laughs> what is
1: that? Um,
0: tell us about uh One BR slash One Bedroom Apartment, Abby. What's this film about? Yeah, for
1: sure. Okay. So in this film, we have a young woman who has just moved to L.A. to start her new life. She's getting away from her past, putting it all behind her, going to start afresh. Um, She finds a listing for an apartment in a little apartment complex, gets it, um, and is soon realizing that the community at this apartment complex is oddly close. They're all buds with each other. That's not really what you expect. And um, oops, they're a cult. Okay, that's it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah. I. Uh, this movie was hard for me to watch because the main character uh, has a cat. And I was like, this is Abby. The whole time watching this movie, I was like, oh, man, this is Abby. She is... <laughs> Because we've lived in some bad places, Abby. Uh, we've lived we in had, some sketchy places. We've had places. some rough times. Yeah, and we were so it's, um,
1: just like for the listeners. We were neighbors for a little bit, like right next door in the same apartment complex. And yes. I, you had a much harder time in that in that place than I did, though.
0: Yes, physically your, and emotionally. Uh, our our places looked vastly no. different.
1: <laughs> they did.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. It was it was not good, uh, and so yeah, watching this movie, it's like the girl uh, has a cat, and I just was immediately like, "That's Abby." Abby has a cat. She's trying to find <laughs> find a nice place to live, and it's kind of sketchy, and I'm worried about her. And so just I didn't making my appreciate. way in the world, making your way downtown, walking fast, faces past. It's a cult. Um, it's a cult. Yeah, I'll, I'll just start really quick with I do. I do appreciate that this movie became more as it went on because when it started, I just was like, Oh God. Like I was just so bored immediately. I was like, boo. I was just like booing the screen. Like, boo, I'm bored. Like, because it's attempts at creepiness. were just so like, again, lame and boring. Um, that I was just like amateur. Like I was just like, not in the mood for like mediocrity. Thankfully though. Um, it, it becomes more than what it seems and it's not really a scary movie. It definitely is horror, but once it kind of settles into what it wants to be and what its plot is, um, I found it, I won't say enjoyable because it was frustrating to watch, but that's by design because what's happening is frustrating. But, um, I think the movie finds its, finds its legs, uh, the more it goes on in terms of just like, being good at something making you feel emotion because again at the beginning i was like boo (laughs) i was just not into it how'd you feel
1: um i i think i completely agree with you uh this movie was enter i mean it wasn't boring it was entertaining to me um just it was well made the actors did a good job i was never like oh i'm so sick of watching this person um, and the plot itself was pretty original. Like I haven't seen I haven't seen it before. Um, and as it went on, it became more interesting, a little more complex. My main problem with this movie is that every mechanic that they used to move the plot forward was so predictable. Um, and by that I mean like I watching this movie and about like 15 minutes in or maybe 20 minutes in, i don't know i stopped it because i was eating a hamburger and i needed to go wash my hands um (laughs) but
0: (laughs) tell us more
1: (laughs) at this point i uh, was talking to the person i was watching the movie with and i was like okay so i think i know exactly what's going to happen this is what this this character fills this role this character is going to do this thing this is what's going to happen to this person And I was right about all of the things. And that's not me saying, oh, I'm so good at predicting what's going to happen in movies. It was like, no, it was just so on the nose and so predictable. Um, Which was just disappointing that they had such an interesting idea. And then they didn't get original further than like the basic plot line.
0: Yeah, it just... For me, too, I had a hard time buying into the premise. Like it's one of those things where, you know, on screen, I'm like, okay, I'll suspend my disbelief and I'll just roll with what's happening. Um but it also was just like thinking through all the like logistics of what would need to be accomplished to facilitate <laughs> this unique situation. I just was like, I don't know, guys. This just seems a bit crazy to me. And the film tries. I'll give them that. They, like, write things into the script and they show things to be like, "Uh uh-uh, we've got this covered. And I go, I appreciate that you think you do, but I still don't actually (laughs) agree with you. Um, And then, like you said, it's like it's not really, it doesn't really do anything interesting or shocking outside of, it's main like thing. Um, And again, what you're watching then is just really frustrating because you're annoyed for the main character. Who's just having terrible stuff happen to her and, you know, has no like help. Just someone who's completely isolated and who's just being mentally, uh, and physically tortured and you're just like okay this isn't super fun to watch because all the characters are just being d***ed to her for their goal and I just was like really annoyed again it's good that the film's eliciting a reaction and so this may be an unfair criticism but I just was like I'm not having fun watching this I'm just I just want everyone to die <laughs>
1: right and. the uh, um I mean, I just agree with you so much that you're so frustrated for this main character. And it's partially because it's like you're... This character is reacting just like I would. Like, she's doing everything right. I mean, I don't know if I would have done everything the same. But, like, she's having a very realistic reaction to the situation. But the situation makes no sense. It's like that just because she's reacting in a realistic way doesn't mean that all of these plot holes disappear, (laughs)
0: Yeah, no, that's a good way of saying it. And the ending tries to have this like "oh man" type of moment. And again, mm-hmm. I was like, no, that just makes it more crazy. And like,
1: <laughs> I just—I know it was like—I wasn't able to get into like the it. rental. Like it was like, and this could happen to you. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I have enough anxiety outside of this, and also I don't believe you. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh, so you're a liar. You're, you're a d- liar. <laughs> um, to, to switch to being positive again, I think like at the beginning, the, the main actor, uh, her name, I looked it up. It's let's see Nicole Bryden bloom at the beginning. I was like, I don't know about you, Nicole. I was a little, I was a little lukewarm. I was like, eh, I don't know if like you've got the chops for this. Um, uh, I just made it feel kind of like a straight to DVD movie. Not that those are really our things anymore. Cause now it's straight to streaming, but um, I do want to give her props because as the film went further and again, kind of found its legs and settled into what it's about. I then actually changed my mind completely and went, Oh, okay. Nicole's a really good, a really good actor. Um, And cause she has to do a lot. She has to give, varying emotions and her character goes through a lot. And so again, the fact that I was really empathizing with her and rooting for her and liked her, um, I thought was pretty impressive. And so I do want to say that I think everyone else too gives really good performances. And I think the reason everything feels kind of like bleh at the beginning is because there's a lot of like, it's kind of like a poor man's like, uh, magic show where it's like you see people running behind, like pulling <laughs> curtains and stuff, and you're just like, I see what you're doing, you're being I, I freaking see. weird. But then once they like pull out their magic trick, you're like, Oh, shit. okay. Um, and so there's a reason <laughs> I feel like for everything feeling kind of cheap and like fake at the beginning because that ties into the plot. Um, so again, props to all the actors, I think they all did a good job, but special props to Nicole. She actually reminded me a lot of, uh, I don't know if it's Anya or Anna but I think it's Anya Taylor-Joy from The Witch. Um they both mm. have similar faces like very big eyes um and so again not to not as I don't want to compare cuz you know uh she's herself a great actor but just her look kind of reminded me <laughs> of her which again made me happy cuz I like them both now so any other any other thoughts uh Abby I think that's all that I have to say about that. <laughs>
1: yeah i think that's all i have for it um not a not a lot of thoughts on this one
0: not a plethora not a thought-provoking film Ooh, they put that on the cover you're like no 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 guys that's a bad thing they're like oh (laughs) shoot (laughs) we didn't see the knot you're like but you copied it and put it on the poster they're like we're a little slow um what would you give this film we have
1: bigger problems um i would give this film a c minus you know it was not bad but it was not impressive
0: I've heard that before Um, (laughs) I (laughs) I will give this film uh, yeah C for me um, and C minus for you Uh, yeah this film I found like not great but also not offensive I just was kind of like okay like Mm -hmm. you made a movie good job
1: no problem with (laughs) it I mean that's not true you know
0: (laughs) We had, we had lots of problems with it. No.
1: <laughs> we have problems with everything.
0: That's true. Again, I mean, I'm very nitpicky. I understand it's it's a problem of being a film major. Uh, our professor warned us. He said that it would ruin how we watch movies, and it's true. It made us little monsters. So, and um, now you have a
1: podcast about it.
0: Yeah, now I'm spreading my vial into the world. Um <laughs> let's talk about our last movie, uh, Abby, The Dark and the Wicked. What's this what's the this last... sucker about?
1: All right, so The Dark and the Wicked is a fun little film about um this old couple. They live on a farm in Texas and the husband is ill, bedridden, in a coma question mark. I don't know, he's not responsive. Um, so the Yo. adult children of this couple have come back home to help take care of the dad, um, the comfort to the mom, and when they get there, they realize something is up, demon-y, something demony is up, um, like <laughs> just everything is, everything seems bad, and that's kind <laughs> of the plot of the movie. There's a demon.
0: (laughs) Wow, what a summary! I love it. (laughs) Um, The the the, uh the title of the movie should have been something demony is up. Um, Something demony
1: is up. (laughs) You know, and then subtitle everything is bad. I'll let you say your spiel before I get into my thoughts on it. What do you? you Is
0: Abby gonna rant? Okay um, sure,'ll I'll start. Um, you watched this, this one
1: today, right?:
0: Yes, I watched it just before hopping on this show, so it's fresh in my mind. It's fresh Uh yes, this film, I like its location. Um, I like its setup. it starts in an intriguing way. Um, I always appreciate when a film doesn't start off with like a typical like horror movie death. Because usually when you watch a horror movie and there's like a character who's by themselves, you're just like, okay, well, that person's going to die and that's going to like start the plot. And so it was nice that this film didn't do that. Uh, Because then again, that makes me go, oh, like, what are are we going to do then? And, you know, um, I I thought it started out interesting. It reminded me a lot of, there's a famous um, H.P. Lovecraft story called The Color Out of Space, which is about this uh, rural farm And this meteorite lands and it just starts causing weird stuff to happen. And so I appreciate that this film, it's like you don't always see films that star uh, older characters who are not looking for romance, uh, aren't teenagers and aren't in the city. So it was cool that it was like, okay, the film is on a farm and it stars two siblings trying to take care of their mom and sick dad. And that just immediately, I was like, oh, this is more interesting to me than like most horror movie setups. Um, mm. So I thought that was cool. Uh, and there's some very creepy shots and unsettling imagery that I thought were good. And then besides that, I think <laughs> that I am going to move into uh, uh, a negative space. Uh, but I want to hear that Abby rant. I want to hear Abby's space. thoughts.
1: Negative space. Um... Maria. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I haven't thought about that for a few days. Um, uh, yeah, this movie was creepy. It did a really good job at creepy. It like, um, for me, the scariest one of the scariest movies to me that I've seen is a movie we watched together, Kyle, Hereditary, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and this gave me real Hereditary vibes at moments. Oh, I'm scared
0: and that doesn't happen <laughs> yeah. very
1: often. um, but it was very short lived because this movie had a lot of creepy ideas and no creepy plot to move it forward and yeah. the the whole time, like well, not the whole time, the first half of the film, I was super into it of like this is really scary, this is really unsettling, and I don't know what the demon wants like the because that's kind of, you know, what demon movies are about of like how are we going to get rid of this thing or appease it or yeah whatever we need to do to move out of this situation um but as soon as we figure out what it's trying to do it is completely uninteresting at that point it yeah. loses all of its steam it's like oh okay <laughs> Yeah. And then <laughs> and then the demon does what it wants to do, and you are just watching uh, disturbing imagery for the next 45 minutes with, like... I mean, at least for me, like, with no emotional attachment to it. Just like, okay, this is kind of gross. Got it. And <laughs> I wish that I had more to say about this movie because it was so beautifully done. And the... Like you were saying, the setting uh, was really really great it was a farm and for me it was actually really nostalgic it just reminded me of places i would go as a child not in texas but like before they said where it was i was like is that missouri like uh-huh. i i've been places that look just like that but it just kind of didn't do anything for me after that
0: no yeah this film it's, it's weird because yeah it shot really well for the most part there was a couple shots where i was like eh that doesn't look very good but for the most part, it's shot very well, it's acted very well, and it's just put together in this really nice package, but it just doesn't have any substance. It doesn't go anywhere. So after it it shows you a couple of its tricks, you're just kind of like, uh, okay. And then, like you said, you're just kind of resigned to gruesome imagery with no, like, uh, there's nothing to connect you uh, to it, you're not really invested. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and two, like you said, once you figure out what this c- spooky thing wants, it just ruins the tension because then you're just going, Well, just go get it, just do what you want, man. Mm-hmm. And then everything it does, it's like, Why are you doing that? It, I, and then again, like when certain things happen, you're like, Well, if you can do that, then it stands to reason. <laughs> that you should be able to go get what you want my man and we can we can call it a day and so i know that like spookiness a lot of that should be tied to ambiguity because it's like the more you understand something the less scary it is uh that's why you know uh we fear the unknown as as humans because we like knowing and understanding things but if we can't track with like what the characters need to do, what where their salvation lies and they're not even like investigating or like figuring stuff out, it's just it feels aimless. It just feels like you're on a boat floating on the ocean and you don't know where you're going and maybe something will pop up every now and then and you're like, "Oh, well," but you don't really care because you're in the middle of the ocean and you're going to die of dehydration. And the scares, they repeat themselves constantly. It's the same thing over and over again where a character will go off by themselves and they'll hear some noises and then the thing won't be where they think it is. Then they'll see it and they'll go, go away, go away, shoo. No, demon, no, no. And then they'll turn away and the camera will too. And then the thing's behind them. And it's like, okay. It's already a cliche as it is, but I'll give you one time. You're allowed to do it once in your movie. But this film does it over and over again where it's the same thing where I was like, demon, my man, come on, let's go. Just go get your thing. Well, let's call it a day. And so it just, again, all the scary stuff that you see, you're like, why are you doing this? Really, like, that's my biggest problem with horror movies in general is just the mm-hmm. ghosts, the demons. They're all just a bunch of teases. I'm like, all right, like... <laughs> we don't need to crack doors we don't need to turn lights on like if this is what we want let's just go so
1: right and i mean like with with ghost and demon movies that's ultimately what it always comes down to of like the person making this film is like "Ooh, demons are scary because we don't know what they want it's like oh but they want something we're gonna figure out what it is and then they're gonna get it and go away and yeah (laughs) like regardless of whether or not that's how demons really work that's how they work in movies and that's that's it
0: yeah i'm, I'm all for a demon like doing those types of things if it's like for the intent of terrifying like if you mm-hmm. establish oh this thing revels in terrifying then it's like all that stuff makes sense or if you never explain it that's fine too cuz it's like hey maybe it has a reason i don't get to know it as a human because I ain't a demon and that's not my business. It doesn't want me to know. That's fine. But when, yeah, you just are like, this is what the demon wants. Then it's just kind of annoying. Um, it'd be like, it'd be like me saying, Hey guys, Abby really wants to dunk. She really wants to, to dunk on that basket and she can do it. And mm-hmm. then you sat you know in I the can. pew and you watched Abby just run around like chucking basketballs at the bleachers and like doing like <laughs> jumping jacks and skipping rope. You'd be like, I thought you wanted to dunk. What are you doing? And you're like, don't worry about it. I'm just I'm just doing my thing for a little while. I'm going to dunk. Like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I swear I'll dunk at some point. <laughs> I'm a dunker at heart. <laughs> a dunker at heart. <laughs> um, for the... The unsettling imagery again, I, I think like as much as the gruesomeness just kind of got tiring after a while to where I just was like, uh, eh, this is just gross and I don't like watching it because it's kind of bumming me out. Mm-hmm. It is effective. Like there's a this film is not nice to the body. Uh fingers are cut, eyes are stabbed, mm-hmm. uh, some terrible things happen, and they the film doesn't care. The film's like, I'm not looking away. I got the money to show you, and I'm going to show you, and it's awful. (laughs) So, props to them, I guess, for accomplishing those sequences well. But I, I don't feel like they add much.
1: It's not often that you see uh, that disturbing imagery done in a realistic way, which it's strange to say that as a positive because it's very disturbing. But I mean, like they did do it really well, and Mm -hmm. it was very creepy and off. Like they accomplished their goal, so. Props, I guess.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yes. And the last thing, this film actually had, I had its rating locked in. I was like, okay, I figured out how I feel about this movie. This is what it's going to get. And then it ended and I booed. (laughs) This film has a very abrupt ending and it caused me to completely skip a scale And just give it a different rating because it annoyed me so much. And again, I listed an actual boo. I was just like surprised it was done. And I just went, oh boo.
1: (laughs) On that note, how you said it was surprised you were surprised it was done. This movie felt so long.
0: Yes, agreed.
1: Like Army of the Dead was long. This was not a long movie. It was like what, 73 minutes or something? I don't know.
0: Normal yeah, it was like an hour exit. and a half, I think.
1: That That's a, a lot shorter than it was. But yeah, it was like normal horror movie length. Um, And so I was absolutely ready for it to be over. And while I, I agree with you on how it ended, it was not well done. I wasn't surprised. I was like, okay, they got to wrap this up somehow. And I'm not surprised that's the route they went.
0: <laughs> you just started clapping. You were like, yes, freedom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's over. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I I was also happy for it to be done. Um, It's just, again, I think my, my yeah, it's like with a couple of these films, like Army of the Dead, The Rental, and The Dark and the Wicked, I think they start off really strong and then they just kind of peter out for me towards the Mm -hmm. end. Again, uh, 1BR is the one film that I thought got better (laughs) as time went on. Uh, And then Jacob's Wife for me was just pleasant throughout the whole time. But yeah, Dark and the Wicked just, again, the one positive I do want to get give is that there are some psychological elements here, not in the sense that like the film ever has you going, is this person crazy? Not that way, but like some of the scares aren't designed as, Oh, this person's like being attacked. Maybe they won't live, but more like this demon is like messing with them in creepy ways Mm -hmm. um, to where you start to question what is real and what's being manipulated. I did like that. But again, it gets repetitive to where every time something would happen, I'd go, is this really happening? Or is this the demon doing its thing? And then the scene would play out and the demons like, ha ha ha. I'm actually the mailman. And it's like, <laughs> no, okay. I knew it. I knew it, man. You can't, you can't pull the trick multiple times. Um, I'm and on again, to you. Go dunk the basket. You dummy. <laughs> um anything else to to say about this uh abby
1: Mm, i don't have anything new to add um this one except for that i don't know if i've already said this but it was very beautiful like really well done yeah that's all
0: okay well i ended up giving this uh a d plus um I wanted to, you know, I think it did some things well. So I wanted to give it that, that positive, but yeah, the, I think it was originally a C And then that ending, mm. I was like, Oh, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you give it?
1: I gave it a solid D nice. Yeah. Just, uh, it was really well done, but the plot was more or less non-existent to me. So just,
0: yeah. I don't want yeah. to pat us too much on the back, Abby, but I, I like that we can be very positive in our language, but also be extremely critical. Uh, it's like, I love, like, I think it's hilarious that you're like, oh, it was beautifully done. It gets a D. It's like, it's, just, <laughs> it's like, it's like that well, perfect I can rec- combo. Yeah.
1: Uh, I want to recognize, I don't want to like just shit all over a movie when it was like, they did a really good job with what they were trying to do. They didn't do enough for it to be a good movie, but they did a good job.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's like, yeah, to me, it feels like, you know, people always make that joke about like, oh, you know, now in sports, like every kid gets a trophy and that's lame. I feel like we're in the middle where it's like, you know, if we were like a soccer league with like kindergartners and the game's over, we'd be like, okay, this team clearly won. They get a medal. Timmy, you don't get a medal. Because you played really, really bad, but we're so glad that you showed up to play.
1: We're so proud of you. You
0: put your. We're proud of you. You put on your uniform. You looked great doing it in a non creepy way because you're a child. Um, And uh,
1: (laughs) no one made no one made you do that, Timmy.
0: Yeah, yeah. You chose to show up, Timmy. So props to you. It's like I think it's a nice middle. sorry for that uh, analogy we'll be great going parents off the rails yeah <laughs> i'm like son uh i don't love you as much as your brother but i appreciate you being born i appreciate you doing your chores and
1: uh, <laughs> and you're really good at the things you like
0: yeah it's like yeah thanks dad <laughs> like, get of my face i'm tired of you <laughs> i've had enough it's been an hour and a half i'm done <laughs> Um, well, Abby, thank you so oh, much goodness. for joining me on uh, the night shift again. It is a pleasure to watch horror films and to talk about them. I love this I... genre, and it's just so exciting to to be here. I get giddy thinking that I get to talk with horror movies about, or, or yeah, get to talk about horror movies with someone, especially you because you're my spooky buddy. Um, so right. thanks for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me and. Uh, I like I said before, I love having an excuse to binge a bunch of horror movies um, and then look forward to talking to you about them. So,
0: yes, you You always brought in my perspective, always make me think about different things. And I appreciate that. And speaking of that audience, let us know what you thought. Did you watch any of these movies? Did you like them? Did you hate them? Did we forget things? Did we miss certain things? Let us know Uh, if you disagree or you agree. Would love to hear what uh, you guys think. But thanks for. If you're still here, thanks for listening to the whole thing. Thanks for uh checking this out and, you know, uh there's some uh what's the word? Uh growing pains that we're going to be going through from this show being now an audio only show from having before been video. So, hey, feel free to send criticism our way. This thing is not locked in. We can always improve. So, let us know what works and what doesn't. But uh speaking of things that work, Abby, you're awesome. Uh, if people wanna, you know, follow with stuff that you're doing, uh where should they go to to do that?
1: Yeah, sure. Um I am most present on as far as social media, um, on Instagram. My personal Instagram is 2.tart.abby. Um and professionally, I roast coffee, so you could follow that journey at Jupiter Coffee Co. Um, yeah, that's it. Freaking do it,
0: it, people. That's what she does, and she does it well. She roasts the heck out of some beans, my man. Um, and they're delicious, and nutritious, they're splenditious, they're all the issues. And, uh, (laughs) you better sign up now, or else, um, if you're here, you might be aware that I do another podcast, uh, Humming Fools, with my good friend, creative partner, Noah, uh, Bosley, so if you haven't listened to an episode in a while go check it out if you have never listened to an episode go check it out and if you listen to every single episode you're off the hook you don't have to do anything 10 points for you um (laughs) and i'm on social media as well uh instagram kyle underscore the underscore ecuadorian both abby uh abby's and my stuff will be in the show notes too so just feel free to look there for some easy clickage um but yeah That's it for this episode of the Night Shift. There uh, are more launching with all the ones that we've put. So uh, if you're going in chronological order, you got three more episodes. So go check those out. Go see some of the other guests we have. And uh, thanks again for stopping by, Abby. I'll talk to you later, my friend.
1: Okay. Bye. Spooky bunny.